Welcome to another edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Bubba, you and I, we're not we're not going to hide our emotions at all. Uh, we're we're plum giddy, as they would say, where you and I grew up in small town America, because there's Babylon B fans, and then there's us. Uh, we we are rabid fans of Babylon B, and today we get to talk about uh, one of their new projects with Joel Berry, who's the managing editor of the Babylon B. He has co-authored the latest work from the wonderful folks at Babylon B, uh, and uh, and he is going to be telling us about the Babylon B Guide to Gender. Now he's already co-authored the Postmodern Pilgrim's Progress. Uh, which was hilarious if you did not read it. Uh, he is um, uh, he he actually served our country in the Marines. And, well, thank you for your service, and he, sir. And he was trying to go to a secluded cabin and retire, but Kyle Mann would not have it, uh, and brought him to the Babylon B um, team. And Joel Berry joins us now. Joel, welcome to Rick and Bubba University. Uh, thanks for having me. It's an honor. Joel, well, you you have no idea how much we love Babylon B anything. We Rick loves it. I love oh, it. We laugh about it. We come oh, in man. a lot of parallel thinking there sometimes. But I tell you, you guys own us the way that you turn out the comedy and satire, which I am still shocked some people don't get. Right, day after day, topic <laughs> after topic. Well, I, I think that's kind of been the secret to our success is uh, we're really, uh, you know, none of us are professional comedians here. I, I came from sales. Kyle Mann, our editor in chief, used to be in sales, too. We have engineers and doctors and housewives writing for us. And and we're really just normal people kind of saying what everyone else is thinking. And and I, I think that's what's really uh, gravitated people to, to what we do. We've even imagined when we would finally arrive, even though we would be the butt of the joke, is when y'all finally do a Babylon B headline that features us. We thought to ourselves at that moment, yeah. making fun of us, we, we <laughs> would yeah. just we'd be so honored. And the know? one that we came up with now, Bubba and I have lost some weight and we worked on our weight, but the, the, most of our career we haven't. And I told him that I thought a Babylon B headline on us that would really be a great dig. Uh, Rick and Bubba speak of the six deadly sins, um, uh, and, 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 and leave out gluttony. Yeah. Uh, so you know, <laughs> so, something on that. But um, but anyway, we that's love, great actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah we we love uh, what you guys do, and you know, I think the biggest, and I, you know, we talked about it on the sh- the the big show this week, uh, where we quote your headlines all the time, and also I, I've tried to do what you've also encouraged us to do: read the articles. We, a lot of times we just think your headlines are enough, but if you dive into the articles, you guys just, just keep on hitting and you've become a guide to us because if I see you guys doing satire and I don't get the joke, I realize, wait a minute, I've missed a story. Yeah. Something, yeah, something's happened and you actually make us go research the real story for the show after we've seen the headlines. So we'll get the joke, but you've had to come up. You also had to establish not the Babylon Bee. Because our world yep. has become so bizarre that, that that really satire is not a given. When people see it now, people honestly didn't <laughs> know, and y'all started getting in trouble because you were doing satire, and people thought that the headlines were real, and you you were accused you were accused of misinformation and all that, and you were like, y'all realize we're a comedy writers, right? <laughs> and so now you have not the Babylon B, but you can't tell the difference right. in, the, in the headlines sometimes. Yeah, it's well. Uh, our, one of our favorite writers, G.K. Chesterton, he said this 100 years ago. He said, satire has diminished in this current age because reality has become too absurd to be satirized. And um, yeah. that was 100 years ago. Here we are in you know 2023. 
Um, and it really is hard to tell. Sometimes we, we have a lot of people mistaking our satirical headlines for real headlines. Um, and we started not the be just to kind of lean into this idea that, that, uh, reality is insane right now. You know, you, sometimes we can't make up stuff that's funnier than, uh, than what you see in the news on a daily basis. So we just kind of embraced it and, and formed a real news site as well. Joel, tell us a little bit how, well, I, I want to know, like you, you, you were talking about people that write for you. How big a staff do you guys have T- walk us through how this, this all comes to fruition each day? Yeah, well, you know, we're it's kind of funny. We're you know, it's it's myself, it's Kyle Mann, uh, the editor in chief, and uh, we have a, a couple assistant editors, and and beyond that, just a bunch of regular people around the country uh, that we kind of crowdsource that started out as B fans. Um, most of these people have you know regular full time jobs, and um, we have a common kind of a, a chat room where we're we're throwing headline pitches back and forth all day, and. Um, uh, that's that's how most of it gets done. I mean, uh, most of most of us, including myself, started as B fans. Um, I started by submitting headlines to the Babylon B um, every day. I did it for months and months and months, and they started getting picked up, and that kind of snowballed into a full time career for me. Um, but but kind of what's what's going on is every morning I'm getting up, I'm I'm looking, opening up all the news sites, opening up all the uh, the social media sites, getting a sense for what the news cycle is going to do that day. Uh, what are the big stories? What what do we need to hit on? And then beyond that, we're just riffing and we're pitching hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of ideas. You know, for every headline that you see published, you know, there are hundreds that ne- never see the light of day. Um, and it's a really fun process. I mean, it's it. I, I and I think a lot of people can relate to this. I you know, I re- remember a time in my my life when I would open up the news in the morning and just be distraught because there's so many terrible things happening in the world so much to worry about you worry about the future of your kids what kind of world are your kids going to grow up into you know a lot of things to wring your hands over and and when you're when you switch your mindset to this this thing of okay what is funny about the news it's really fun it's really healing you know it's i think it's better for your spirit um and uh and it it, it kind of makes you a happier warrior I, I think we need more happy happy warriors in today's age yeah, and and we've made a living doing this for you know uh, thirty years. Uh, in January will be our thirtieth birthday because you're right. You know, we had a friend that has now gone on uh, to to eternity, uh, Mickey Dean, the comedian, and and he said it's so true. And he was one of these kind of comedians, and it's similar to what we do and what you guys do. He said, "I don't really write comedy; I just report it uh, because because <laughs> that's the, great. The, the world has given us all that we can stand and." And, and I think that what you guys, you know, we, we talk about it a lot on the program, but also you use humor to point to the absurdity and the inconsistencies and the hypocrisy of so many things. And comedy has always been a brilliant tool to do that. And and uh, and and you guys definitely uh, have that down. And it started out on one of Bubba and and one of our favorite topics, church humor. Yeah, uh, and oh, yeah. I, and I remember yeah. when you guys started cranking out the denominational humor that a guy that was a friend of mine that is in vocational ministry, and and it may have been before you joined the team, but he looked into the headlines and he looked at me and he said, "Whoever's writing this stuff, they know it. They yeah. have truly worked in the church. Yeah. The, the, these people have worked in the church. They they. But that's kind of how it started, <laughs> wasn't it? Was it was denominational yeah. uh, church humor." 
Yeah, and that was my experience as well. I, I remember my first exposure to a Babylon Bee headline. Um, you know, I started uh, working for the Bee back in 2019, but the Bee was started in 2016. It, it seems like it's been around a lot longer than that. Yeah. But um, my first headline, I remember I was just scrolling through Facebook, I think, and I saw this headline that was um, Holy Spirit unable to move through congregation after the fog machine breaks. And, um, <laughs> that's just such a classic. And, and you, you get it immediately and you think, who are these people writing this? Because for one, it's really funny. Right. And it's clearly uh, written by somebody from this world, from this this weird kind of Christian evangelical world that, that I'm so familiar with. Um and I, that's something people had never seen before, you know, uh, really funny writers who could make fun of Christians in a good natured and loving way. Because, you know, when you see Christians being made fun of mo- most of the time in the culture, it's it's coming from people who don't understand Christianity or hate right, Christianity. Right, right. And, and, and this was something new and different. And uh, it was kind of an overnight success. I think um, within a few weeks of the Babylon Bee going online, uh, the stories were already going viral. Uh, most of it was church humor. Um, and then, uh, as we all remember, in 2016, uh, Trump was elected, and uh, yeah, there you go. this was there was kind of a, a huge, uh, big conversation in the evangelical world of you know can evangelicals support Trump? You know, should they not? Um, there were a lot of arguments over that. And I, I, the other thing that happened was a lot of comedians at that time lost their sense of humor. I mean, the late night shows, so true. A lot of big time comedians. They got so angry over the politics that they they could not tell a funny joke anymore. And so that left the field wide o- open for us. You know, we made fun of Trump. We made fun of Democrats. <laughs> we made fun of Republicans, just the whole system. And I think a, a lot of the the cultural sacred cows, these these philosophies, the, these ideas that are kind of spreading through our, our culture um, that need to be mocked because they're damaging and they're in their lies. And so um we, I think we were kind of the first to the game, but I, I what's encouraging to me is I, I, I feel like I see more comedians doing that now, and and that's I, I hope that continues to grow. Yeah, we agree. So we, I just, I, I just want to be sure I'm, I'm getting this right. I think you just said that Bubba and I can send in ideas. For yeah, headlines. How, how do we do that? Because I, I want to, I want to get you, we're ready. Yeah. We're, we're ready. Uh, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, well, if you subscribe to the B, you know, we we're completely subscriber supported. Now we used to have ads, you know, social media has suppressed us so much to where we, right. it's hard to make money online and, and we're subscriber supported. But if you subscribe to us, you can submit up to four headlines a day. And that's actually how I started. I started as a okay. subscriber submitting headlines. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes to my friends, I'll give my email address and they can they can send me a few extra headlines if okay. they have it. Well, <laughs> well it, look, um, Bubba's saying that today maybe... I'm trying to log on right now. When you were telling me... Uh, that, call me after. Well, when you just said that we can send in headlines, and of course, we're going to pretend like we're best friends after today's over. And I, I know Speedy, <laughs> Speedy uh, warned you about yeah, that. I hope he warned you properly. And then you told me that your church was doing the man church curriculum and I thought this day yeah. can't, this this day can't get any better. I mean, it, it, Rick, I saw a glow come off of you. I can't believe so. Huh? So so Joel with the Babylon B, his church is going through one of our curriculum. I mean, come on. I mean, it didn't get any Heck better. Yeah, than it's that. it's a match made in heaven. We're and I'm loving it so far. I, I'm not I'm not a man yet. We just finished the first section, so <laughs> okay. I'm I'm hoping that I'll be a man by the end. Which of the, which one are y'all the, doing? Are y'all doing the pursuit? Is that the first one? Uh, 
From, yes. Uh, yeah, the pursuit. The pursuit. Yeah, yeah that's the first one. Yep. We, we have a fifth one coming out in 2024. So, but I won't chase that rabbit awesome. because I could talk about that the rest <laughs> of the day. Uh, but you guys have a lot of fun with me, with men's ministry and your satire, which I think is hilarious. Uh, and and then, you should. It's yeah. funny. And, well, and you it's were just about, funny, y'all. It doesn't mean you yeah. really believe it. That you know that Joel. That's the thing that gripes us. Oh, yeah. People have just lost their ability to yeah. laugh. Oh no. There's funny things that go on, even if it's in your camp. Absolutely. And and. We both grew up Southern Baptist, so you know there's a lot of humor there. <laughs> so much, you know, we so we much. have wore out the you know can't drink, can't dance jokes, all that. So I mean, it's good. funny stuff. <laughs> but in politics too, I mean, whether you love Trump or don't like him, you got to admit he's funny. Oh yeah, and there's so many yeah, great things. And if you have a joke, it doesn't mean you dislike there's him. It just means it's funny. That's all. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I think the the reason that Christians were the butt of the joke and culture for so long was because we took ourselves so serious and, and you know we we couldn't abide a joke and and I think what we're seeing now is there's kind of been this switch that's taken place to where um I we see a lot more of that behavior I think on the progressive left where they they can't take a joke they're very serious they're very self-righteous and and uh that's when you that that's when you become ripe for humor is is uh, when you take yourself too seriously. That's that's going to be the Babylon Bee's target. Oh yeah, let me give you a headline, and you can have this one. Okay, talking about because there's a lot of humor in churches' attempts to reach and disciple men. Men leave <laughs> men leave men's conference convinced that Jesus played football. Uh, <laughs> there's always a football illustration yeah, there, right? all the time all right we'll come back we're going to talk about i'm, I'm imagining a a, a a parable jesus probably would have told a parable about football right, yeah. you, right. Yeah. that's true and, and, but he probably wouldn't have tried to force uh, scripture down on football stories uh but we'll come back uh joel berry with the babylon b we'll talk about their latest project and you're going to love this one it is it is at the forefront of our culture right now when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast continues. This is the Rick and Bubba show. Watch more at blaze tv.com slash Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Joel Berry, managing editor of the Babylon Bee, uh, is our guest today. We kind of figure it's the greatest job in the world outside of ours. It, it, I think it's hard. I thought we had the greatest <laughs> job. I think Joel may. All right. So, we never thought, I mean, Joel, we never thought that we would be living in a time that something as simple and straightforward as gender would become something that, that, that people can't quite grasp. And uh, the simplicity of gender and... And you know, and, and what, we call it the peep test. I mean, you right. peep, you either do or you <laughs> don't, and that's kind of where it ends with us. Right, and on the, and on the left or the right... It seems that it's never enough. Even when the left says follow the science, then they'll say except when it comes to gender. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. and and even when people who don't even share our view, a biblical worldview, say, "Look, you don't have to believe in God if you just if you're just believing science biologically." There's two genders, and people are walking out of conference rooms mm-hmm. because a person who's <clears throat> not even a follower of Christ that is just a scientist is saying, no, 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 the science says this. You guys have decided that we are all so confused that we need the Babylon B guide to gender. So tell us about this wonderful project. <laughs> yeah, so um, we we have this guidebook series. Uh, a couple of years ago, we wrote the Babylon B guide to wokeness. Oh, yeah. uh, last year, we wrote the Babylon B guide to 
democracy. And and uh, this year it was the Babylon Bee Guide to Gender, and it, it felt very natural uh, for us. I think um, these are things that we're all already joking about all the time anyway. Um, it's very much kind of central in in the conversation in the culture right now. So it seemed very relevant. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it was, it was, it's fun to write a book because, you know, the content on our website, our headlines and our articles, um, are a very specific format. Uh, we're very restrained in, in kind of the voice and the, the things that we, we do and say on the site, whereas the book, we're just kind of, we get to unleash our writers and we get to be <laughs> as immature as we want to. And and that's, that's what I always say is you'll see our writers at their absolute most immature in this book. Um, and, and we really gave gender ideology kind of the full Babylon B treatment, you know, giving it as much respect it deserves, which is none, you know, we kind of, we, um, we start the first two chapters. We talk about men and and women. Those are the, those are chapters one and two. And then after that, we kind of dive off the diving board into the absolute insanity that is gender theory. And and uh, I don't know if it will uh, give any clarity to the <laughs> the uh, the situation. I think it, it's more making fun of the the lack of clarity around it. It's just complete anarchy in this book. Well, and that's doesn't it feel that way though on the topic? I mean, it and I, yeah. and, the, and what I was wondering, you guys have been in the crosshairs like we have of every mob that there could possibly be. But when you get to this, when you get to this particular mob, I will tell you, and you guys probably already know it, and I don't know if you're getting anything on this yet, if they've discovered what you're doing, but it can be one of the most angry mobs of, of all mobs. Mm. Um, and, uh, and just, that's kind of been my experience, our experience. Are, are y'all getting yes. some, some pushback already? Yeah, we do. Um, it, it's, it's kind of almost in the background noise for us. Uh, we just get so much of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, because it it is like a religion. It's it's almost a cult, and the and the people who are devoted to it are extremely devoted to it, as if their lives depend on it. Um, and uh, you know, and a lot of them are you know the the there's a sad side to it too, because a lot of the adherents to this ideology are are extremely um, uh, broken people, yeah. and and yeah. have a lot of uh, damage and hurt in their own lives, and so so what what you see in a lot of these mobs are is a lot of mental illness and a lot of lashing out, um, you know, as a result of this this lie that they've swallowed, and and we talk about it kind of being anarchy and and insanity because that's what happens when you unmoor yourself from the truth. I mean, um, it, it and it goes back to it, it goes back to like the 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 classic uh you know showdown between the creator and lucifer back in genesis you know when when lucifer said i will be like the most high i'm not going to let my creator define who i am i'm going to define who i am right um th that's kind of been the central uh struggle in, in humanity ever since and it's taken different forms but but in today's culture gender theory um th that's kind of the, the latest form of this age-old struggle this idea that you know i am not going to allow my creator to define who i am i'm going to be my own god i'm going to define myself um and it leads to all kinds of just absolute insanity yeah there, there's a sense and, and we're seeing this with some of these woke pastors which y'all have a blast with as well <laughs> and have been been very, very, very um, uh, willing to to point out the hypocrisy and the inconsistency of of their, a lot of them. I, I mean, I don't think it's um, over the top to call them heretics and apostates, but and you guys point that out. But it's almost like there's certain people out there 
that think that God, the beginning and the end, needs a PR agent, and they're going to be the ones to do it. Mm. And and they're going to go yes. out and say, look, God needs a, a public relations agent, and I'm going to tell you, God, you got to change this, you got to change how you do that, and I'm going to present you in a way that's a little more palatable. You probably need me. Yeah. And, yep. and, and and when you said this, and you guys have said it, when truth becomes offensive, now we really we really have a problem now. And this particular mm-hmm. topic, you know, gender dysphoria has been around. It's yeah, a, it's, it's in the it, textbooks. It, it's right? it's in a very small percentage of people, and we should have compassion for those people. But what we're having now is something as serious as gender dysphoria has become trendy. It, it's become mm-hmm. mod, like we're talking about a new haircut or or a new, new fashion a, statement. A, yeah, a new fashion statement or the latest tattoo. Uh, yeah. And 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 they don't understand the seriousness of this. And and I think this book can maybe sometimes help for people to go, "What in the world am I doing? What 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 am, <laughs> what am I what am I thinking?" Because 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 we're told to follow the science on everything else. Yeah, it, and there's nothing more <laughs> basic than chromosome XXXY. Right. And, and I don't know how we have come to. We're going to decide what that is now. Didn't, didn't, and, whatever and then, happened and to to compete in sports even takes it to a whole nother. Oh level. yeah, now I you mean, really lost. Crazy. You really lost your way. Now, how, how does whatever happened to? And I thought the 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 left of our our world always loved this. Whatever happened to? Hey, you just be you, you're you, and you 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 know you you you're great. You're you're great just like you are. <laughs> I mean, I know that can lead to thinking you don't need. Uh, redemption and and you don't need to repent right. of anything i know that can be negative but it's almost like the same people that kept telling everybody just to be who you are have now decided we don't know who you are maybe you can figure out something different. be something different than who you are yeah you know, and, and the the idea too that it it relies on very um like regressive gender stereotypes too you know like if you like if you're a boy and you don't like the color blue then maybe you're a girl you know or, oh, yeah. or um <laughs> You know, and then and then you have to alter physically alter your body to conform wow. to these gender stereotypes. It's this weird, bizarre inversion of of what kind of the left has always been about in the past. Like you said, you know, you do you and be who you are and be confident in who you are and all that stuff. Um, yeah, it's just it's just this weird inversion of the lie. Um, and in the book, you know, the the funny thing about it all is that is that. We didn't have to exaggerate any of this very much for it to read like satire. I mean, if you go through the book, um, a lot of what you'll see is just a straight retelling of this ideology. And it it comes across as a joke. Like you said, we're not we're not uh, joking about the news. We're just we're what was it? We're just reporting the reporting the jokes. We're not writing the jokes. We're reporting the jokes. Yeah. All right. We'll come back. We'll finish our conversation. We got more to come. Uh, and, and we'll tell you more about the book and then we'll talk uh, a broader about the state of things and the Babylon bees roll in it with Joel Berry. When Rick and Bubba university, the podcast continues. Bubba, you know, uh, breaking a bad habit is always a good thing. There's nothing now, wrong with it. why did you look at me I, when you I'm said that? I'm not looking huh? at you. I might have been looking at Joel. Uh, but um, when when you when someone says, I tell you what you need to do, just stop what you're doing. You need to quit cold turkey. Well, you know, sometimes that works, but a lot of times it doesn't. And, and instead of, you know, taking the habit that might be bad, maybe you just find a way for that habit to not be bad. Uh, and, and Fume is, is here ready to help you with that. It's not some weird mind, you know, whatever, or something that your crazy neighbor says you just have to do. Uh, well, we're talking about fume, uh, 
they they they've looked at the problem a, a little different. And, and what they're saying is, fume is innovative. It's already been award nominated. It's a device that instead of electronics, uh, fume is completely natural. In, instead of vapor, it's flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses all natural, delicious flavors. And if you're like me, somebody that likes to fidget, you know, it's a great fidget toy as well. Uh, it's a habit you're free to enjoy, and it makes replacing the bad habit a little more easy. The taste is wonderful, much more flavorful than, than you might even imagine. Uh, it's, it's well-weighted. It's perfectly balanced. It's a lot of fun to fidget with, like I said. It, it's, it's made of real wood. Uh, you know, you feel kind of cool using it. So uh, stopping is, is something we all put off because it's difficult. It's hard. But switching to Fume is easy. It's enjoyable and even fun. So Fume has served over 100,000 customers, has thousands of success stories, and there's no reason why the next one can't be you. So here's what you need to do. Head to this, tryfume.com. That's T-R-Y-F-U-M. It's pronounced Fume, but it's spelled F-U-M. Tryfume.com. Use our code RICKBUBBA. Put our names together, and you'll save 10%, and you'll get the journey pack today. That's tryfume.com. And use uh, .com, our code Rick Bubba for an additional 10% off your order. All right, so we're, we're talking with Joel Berry. He's the managing editor at the Babylon Bee. And you've, if you've listened to the big show during the week, you know we go on and on about our love of the Babylon Bee and the wonderful work they do. Uh, they continue their series uh, from these books that they, they have written. They've done you know, the Babylon Guide to Wokeness, to Democracy, and, and, and now it is the Babylon Guide to Gender. And I'm looking, Joel, at some of the, uh, the, the topics. You say, what is a man, what is a woman? You told us those are the first two. But then you, you get into Chapter 3, how to pick your gender. Uh, and and, and, and did, you, did you ever think that you would be writing this and someone go, well, that's so absurd, we can't even do comedy on this because nobody's going to get it. But as you said, <laughs> here you, it is. You, you, you don't here even you don't even have to exaggerate, really. Yeah, you, you don't. Um, it, we in here we have what something that we call the genderator. So you can put it, <laughs> plug in a, some information about yourself, and you can determine uh, what your gender is. Um, and we we also have a section where you can determine who who what your orientation is, so you can find out who you're sexually attracted to. Um, and we 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 outlined uh, 437 genders in this book. The funny thing is, I mean, we wrote this book at the beginning of the year. It's already outdated. Um, there's many more than 437, so <laughs> I think we're going to need an addendum to tack on to the end. 437, and that's not even enough. And 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 no one. So really, w- w- tell me if you believe. believe that's this. a lot of boxes to put on a form to have you to check. <laughs> so Joe, we'll see if you're if you're with us on this. There's no doubt this dominates the headlines. There's no doubt it is a trendy thing, and there are definitely, unfortunately, uh, adults and, and and children and young people that think that it is now mod to be gender confused or to be gender fluid. It's actually like, it's cool. And I had somebody say to me one time, where do you come across that? Why would any of you, you know, that joke, no one would choose this. Whatever. I said, no, no, wait a minute. I've been an awkward kid before. Haven't we all been awkward kids? Yeah, My yes, goodness, you know yes. Joel was awkward. Point, it, yeah. You know, like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that he, was a weird one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he went to the Marines. I mean, you know, and he was thinking to himself, "This is what I. This is thank you for your service to our country, by the way." Uh, on a serious note, but I remember being an awkward kid. What if yeah. you were not in the in in the cool group? What if you didn't have a lot of friends? 
And suddenly you find out that these celebrities and entertainers that you think are just the best, they're willing to not even go play a concert in a city if they won't let you go to whatever bathroom you want to. And they look around Mm -hmm. and all these celebrities and all these important people, they seem to really give a lot of attention to people that are gender confused. And you think to Mm -hmm. yourself, wait a minute, this may actually make me cool. To me, that's not a far-fetched narrative that makes all the sense in the world to me yeah well you know i when i grew up in high school like in the late 2000s or the late 90s early 2000s um you know we had goth kids you know before that you had grunge kids you know you had kind of had those those artistic you know weird kids that that didn't quite fit in with the 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 cool crowd you know and i i related to a lot of those those kids and um and now it seems you have kind of like Instead, you have like the queer kids. And and I remember those years of being, uh, you know, insecure and, and questioning who I was. And and uh, and I, I, I can imagine how susceptible a lot of these kids are. I mean, because it really, uh, you know, it, it has taken personality type and sexualized it in a weird That's way. It, right. I'm, uh, you know, it, evangelicals kind of got caught up in this too a little bit with the Enneagram, you know, like everyone had to have their Enneagram score because oh, it's, yes. it's fun to kind of figure out who you are. You know, you, it, it helps to define who you are and it helps you understand yourself better. And, and you kind of see a little bit of the same thing happening with this gender ideology uh, idea with young kids. I mean, you have absurd things like, you know, cake gender, you know, I'm, I'm a cake gender because I'm light and fun and sweet, you know, okay, well, that's a personality type, you know, that's not a sexuality. Um, and so, you know, it's uh, it, it is absolutely a fad. Um, but the, the terrible thing about it is, is it's, it is attached to this kind of this medical industry right, now that right. is prescribing pharmaceuticals that is uh, making kids like, you know, it's altering their physical bodies uh, irreparably for life. Um, you know, a lot of us remember our, our awkward, you know, teenager stage and you grow out of it and you move on and you're, you know, a lot of women grow up and they're tomboys. They, they grow out of it, grow out of it and move on. You can't grow out of a mastectomy, you know, um, and so that's that's the thing that that is, I think, most frightening about the whole, whole movement is that there's this very powerful um, industry that's making billions off of this, off of preying on young kids. Joel, let me ask you this. Um, at what point, and I, I, I've not been able to identify it, maybe you can, where the educators in our country decided the way to break through to the young people was to bring in a drag queen for an hour. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> is that not the most bizarre yeah. thing? Can y'all imagine yeah. ever, ever being in a meeting where that idea would even get off the ground? Yeah. I it, It's it's odd. It, it just seems like it's something that happened to us. You know, it, like who made this decision? You know, with the teachers, it, it was just kind of thrust upon us and, and we're all supposed to accept it. Um, and it happened so quick. I think that's what so many people are caught off guard Um over with this stuff is it happens so quickly and overnight you're supposed to pretend like this has always been normal. And and I think it, it isn't it the ultimate, we use this analogy. I know it's overused, but it's so true. Isn't this the ultimate we're living? The emperor has no clothes. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean it's, it's or like, he does and he's dressed as a woman. Right. But we, like you said, there's, <laughs> I think there's a large number of people like us that say never, 
you're never gonna, you're never bringing me over. And then there's the people that say, I actually think this is great. But then the larger number to me are the people that say the right thing and then go off in private and go, this is absurd. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they, yes. they, they're afraid of the mob. They don't want to look like they're out of step and they will not say the emperor has no clothes on. Yeah. I, well, you know, I encounter that just meeting Babylon B fans that uh, I encounter it a lot with, with pastors. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to shame pastors on here or anything, but <laughs> I, I, I am always shocked by how many pastors secretly share Babylon B headlines with each other and laugh <laughs> at Babylon B headlines, but they will never ever make a public stand on this stuff in their churches or before their congregations. Oh, they get um, run out of town. They or they, yeah, exactly. They probably That's, can't I, even I, lock I you. A, They'll get in trouble. Right. There's a lot of fear out there. I, I think, in terms of you know what will happen if I if I make this public stand, uh, what will happen to my church? What will happen to the, my attendance? Um, and uh, so I I think that's that's the most troubling thing is the people who know the truth and are afraid to speak up. And and that's <laughs> I, I, I'm our hope at the Babylon Bee is that in addition to being entertaining is that I think laughter also uh, brings courage as well. And, and the more we're laughing at this stuff and realizing how ridiculous it is, I think the more people will have the courage to to stand up and and laugh too. Well, you mentioned the the pastors and and people that are in vocational ministry. I have a group text that includes uh, more than one worship leader, and I <laughs> I fire off y'all's worship leader humor, and they will, and they will just simply send back ouch. I mean, because they, they know these stereotypes. Because like Bubba and I've said on the show, stereotypes are not funny unless they have some truth in them. And uh, uh-huh. you know, and and so you gotta have a little in there. Yeah, they, there's you know, you, we're as 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 comedians and comic people, we we embellish on a stereotype, but but it's not funny if it doesn't have some truth in it. That's right. It's got to have a seed of truth. And I, I was a worship leader. Uh, my editor in chief, Kyle Mann, he was a bass player. I knew it in a worship band. I so. knew it. <laughs> all our bass player jokes. He, he's the butt of those. Well, all right. Um, so I get, now that the, makes sense. Yeah, the bass players had more time <laughs> because they're not hitting as many chords. When he says bass player just discovered his amp has been unplugged yeah. for twenty three years. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's gone. That's it. Yeah, that came from Kyle Mann, didn't it? Absolutely, it did. Yeah. Well, and you're right. You know, a lot of these jokes are funny because they're true. And that's the power of what we do is that, you know, we're we're putting these things out there. We're speaking to the culture in a unique way. And uh, when you laugh at a joke, even if you don't agree with the central point the joke is making, I think you've made progress there that you've you've kind of subconsciously and involuntarily acknowledged a truth. And uh, some of my most rewarding moments is when we get mail from uh, from leftists or even from atheists who will uh, admit to us that they they begrudgingly uh, conceded a point that we made because it was it was it was delivered in such a witty way. Okay, uh, and so that's that's the kind of the power that we're of of what we're doing is we're I think we're we're helping to to let people you know people's guards are down when they're laughing and. Uh, those who might not read a long book or a 12 page think piece on a subject uh, might have their minds changed by a joke. He was looking at us when he yeah, said that. I know. Uh, we'll come back. We'll finish our conversation <laughs> with Joel Berry, uh, managing editor of the Babylon Bee. And also, you got to go out and get the Babylon Bee Guide to Gender. Uh, you will love it. When the Rick and Bubba podcast continues right after this. 
This is the Rick and Bubba Show. Watch more at blazetv.com slash Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba University, Joel Berry is our guest. Uh, Joel, you mentioned you get emails sometimes from people that can be the butt of the jokes, and I know we would never share any of those people. Uh, uh, we, 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 we are acquaintances uh, with um, Chris Tomlin. And uh, y'all had some fun with Chris Tomlin, and we Chris love Tomlin. those. Yeah, when y'all had the, the headline that Chris Tomlin has actually broken the copy and paste button uh, with, uh, with, his, with with his latest hymn. Listen, do, do you have any of those that come back and say, "Ha ha," you know that was funny? Because because I mean, just like you yeah, said, well, y'all have made fun of sometimes stuff that I actually agree with, or it might be my point of view. It's exaggerated, yeah. but I can still laugh at it and yeah, go, you yeah. know what? I, I can't ignore that that right there is funny. Yeah. Uh, my favorite old Chris Tomlin joke was uh, where we did a fake op-ed by Chris Tomlin, and it was entitled, I'm Chris Tomlin. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but we, uh, we we did one making fun of the, uh, uh, the Gettys, um, because oh, they yeah. always have these these really uh, like you know theologically rich um, uh, uh, songs that have very complicated words in them. Oh yeah, uh, and and so we had this headline that was like you know uh, Keith and Kristen Getty struggling to come up with a word that rhymes with uh, substitutionary atonement. <laughs> and um, they so they you- saw that headline and they actually they they took up the challenge and they they wrote a song uh, with a headline oh, or with great. a word that rhymes with substitutionary atonement they played it for us so we we get a little bit of that sometimes so joel with all the headlines all the stories over the years do you have one or two that you remember that you went wow that may be that may be the gold of all of them <laughs> well i my personal favorite is one of my early headlines when i first started with the b um, and this was back when kind of like the like the the BLM riots were happening across the nation in 2020. Um, and a lot of these NFL and NBA teams were kind of they were painting, you know, uh, slogans on their in their fields and wearing these jerseys. Um, and I wrote a headline. This was after Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the Supreme Court justice, passed away. And um, the headline was um, LeBron James and his team wear frilly lace collars to commemorate Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And the 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 funny thing about that to me was that um, it was close enough to what could actually happen yeah. in truth. Oh, yeah, you, you didn't know the, for sure. Yeah, uh, leftist. It went viral on the left. I mean, it was shared in Paris fashion magazines and uh, you know, Cosmopolitan and <laughs> and a lot a lot of leftist politicians and and were like sharing it, saying like this is the most inspiring thing I've seen all day. You know, like this is wonderful. Um, and it that that just adds to the humor is when um, you're you're so precisely over the target that uh that it can it can trick people yeah. <laughs> not that we're trying to do that all the time well trick people but yeah well, that was funny I, I know the answer to this because it's the reason why you do the headlines i would not think that you get a lot of hey that sure was funny from hyper calvinist uh because every, every headline about them speaks to how you know uh, how they're not very jovial and they're not willing uh, and they can be mean spirited. Like I love John, yeah. I love I love John MacArthur, but I I don't think he's ever sent y'all. Hey, I, I enjoyed the head, my, the headline today. That sure was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, we, we the Calvinists. That's I think that's the funniest thing about them is how humorless that. One of my favorite old headlines is, uh, uh, "I am a depraved wretch," says Calvinist smugly. Um, <laughs> I remember that one. That was and, you. and then the one where Calvinist walks out from behind a curtain to to tell everybody they're wrong to correct and something like that. It was pretty funny. Or a uh, Calvinist dog reminds reminds everyone that there is no such thing as a good boy. That's right. Um, no, no, that that was another classic. <laughs> And, uh, well, and, and a lot of a lot of us at the B are Calvinists, and including Kyle Mann, he's very Calvinist. Uh, and well, if you so, can't laugh uh, at yourself, a lot yourself. of this is really just making fun of ourselves. We're I, making fun of ourselves. Well, Bubba and I, like you said, we make fun of all the you know the Baptist <laughs> stereotypes. I, I think they're they're hilarious. I mean, because you know, there's a lot of, there's some truth to them. I mean, there there really are, and and uh, so I, I'm I, I, that doesn't surprise me because it goes back to the Calvinist jokes are so good. Yeah, they had to be written by Calvinists. <laughs> yeah, well, it's you have to laugh at yourself. You yeah. have to laugh at yourself, and and I think Christians of all of of all people, uh, you know, when you think about um, who we are in comparison to a holy God, um, yeah, and you think about just the comedy. I think there's so much comedy in this idea of of human beings um, trying to please God and always messing it up. Human beings trying to, you know, create this community, uh, this church community around worshiping a holy creator and and just flubbing it up in so many funny ways. There's 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 so much comedy uh, in, in being a Christian. There's and there's every reason to laugh because uh, God invented laughter, and uh, and and we have a we have an imperishable hope. Every reason to be hopeful. Every yeah. reason to be having fun. Uh, in this world. And so, uh, yeah, uh, Christians, uh, uh, most of all, I think should be the ones laughing. We should. Yeah. We should. And Bubba, we got the most hope. We yeah. ought to have the most laughter. Well, and Bubba, you made this yeah. point years ago. What, what people who think we're always, you know, sanctimonious or whatever, I'm like, I'm, I know we can do that, but do you realize what we really believe? If you're truly talking to a Christian, uh, a, a follower of Christ, that's a person that has already declared that it, unless God decides to be gracious and merciful, I'm in trouble. We have zero hope, yep. and uh, and, That's and, right. and so we already admit we're flawed. I was talking to my son. We're having a wedding this weekend, and uh, I'm honored to get a chance to officiate that. And he's sitting down with me yesterday, and I said, "Now look, you know that this perfect wedding that your fiance and your mother are dreaming of is not going to happen." <laughs> and he said, I, "I know." And I said, "And you know why it's not going to happen?" And you know what he said? "Yeah, because it's going to be." Uh, a a wedding marrying flawed people that's actually going to be officiated and designed by other flawed people. Yep, and I yep, said, yeah, yeah. So it's it's that's not right. it's not going to be perfect, but we'll we'll get as close <laughs> as we can to it. So maybe maybe drop the expectations with the ladies just a little bit. Well, it, it, <laughs> and it, you might get a few Babylon Bee headlines out. Oh, of it. Yeah. let me tell you, every, everywhere <laughs> you turn, and now you've you you've uh, you've released the crack and telling us that we can yeah. send some in. Joel, it's <laughs> been a real pleasure to finally get to meet you, yeah, and man. we've been such fans of your work for for so long. And we hope you'll be on with us again. This is fun. Yeah, it really is. I'd love to. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. So the Babylon Bee Guide to Gender, I, I know uh, I, I can, can I get that just uh, uh, through the, the normal Babylon Bee channels? Yeah, uh, you can order it from our website. If you subscribe to the Babylon Bee uh, and support us, you get a free copy of the book. So I recommend that. Great. Or you can get it on Amazon. If you if you order it on Amazon, you help us get on a bestseller list potentially. So uh, that's okay. that's always a good option as well. <laughs> right. And and again, uh, it, it really does use comedy to talk about a very very serious topic. And I and I think it it, it is being used and it can be used 
to help people too. I, I, I mean, like you said, and Bubba, you've said it, God, uh, uh, apparently uh, gave us a sense of humor and which means he must have one or we wouldn't have it and certainly can be used in the wrong way uh, but also it can be used in the right way and and I hope it because you guys you, I know you that you're not trying to be taking serious serious but you use comedy to al- also defend uh, the God that redeemed us uh, you, you we love it and and, and I love that uh, yep. you're, you're uncompromising about who he says he is though a bunch of flawed people sometimes, don't seem to quite get it right. Uh, so, so thank you uh, for taking time to be with us. Thank you for what you guys are doing. You got two big fans here and millions of fans all over the country as well of what you guys are doing. So and stand by for headlines. Stand by for headlines. Coming, <laughs> Send them in. <laughs> coming from Rick and Bubba. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you, and give me your feedback on the, the Man Church curriculum. Uh, it, uh, I would appreciate it and all the jokes you can come up sure. with that surround it because men, men's <laughs> ministry is, is like a – I mean, it is like shooting fish in a barrel when it comes to comedy. So uh, <laughs> That's right. Uh, thanks a lot, brother. We appreciate you. And thanks to each and every one of you for joining us on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast.